Hi, I'm Kyle Goes, and welcome to the Inwards and Onwards podcast. For the longest time, I've been fascinated to understand more about showing up authentically, vulnerably, and presently in life. As such, I started to understand that my external world was a reflection of my inner one. And when I've had moments of hitting rock bottom or needing to pivot in my life, I've had to go inwards to move onwards. So come join me as I explore other people's journeys, from entrepreneurs to coaches, spiritual teachers, friends, and beyond, as we learn their innermost thoughts and peel back the layers to share the moments where they've had to go inwards to move onwards. Let's jump in. I wanted to start off the podcast intentional, honest, and vulnerable. So who better to introduce you to than my playful, spiritual, and beautiful wife, Savage. She is a shamanic practitioner, a spiritual leader, and womb haramasus. She has this incredible way of drawing people in by making them feel safe and then guiding them on their own path to wholeness. In this episode today, you'll get a deeper sense of what the journey to wholeness looks like, from the different challenges you go through from childhood to adulthood, to breaking down long-held beliefs about yourself that no longer serve you, to finally coming full circle and piecing together all those small puzzle pieces of your life that you may have given away due to trauma or something that may have hurt you deeply. Come join us on her journey to wholeness and how she is helping others do the same. Hint, you have to go inwards. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inwards and Onwards podcast. This is my first ever podcast uh, with the most inspirational guest I'll probably have on here, um, <laughs> the person that has uh, changed my life uh, for the better, and the person I wanted to kick this off, my wonderful, beautiful wife, Savage. Oh, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I thought was sweet. <laughs> I got to do a nice, uh, nice, uh, soft welcome intro and praise you because, uh, yeah, you definitely deserve a lot of the praise. Um, I guess before I kind of kick things off and, you know, uh, explore your journey and things like that. The reason why I kind of got you on this podcast is, I guess, for both of us, we have been in this in-between stage, I would say, for the last couple of years. Uh, you definitely more ahead on this journey, I would say, than I am. Um, but yeah, this journey of us discovering ourselves deeper, the impact we want to leave on the world, how we actually want to live our lives and what kind of what is the best version of ourselves that we want to live in that alignment um yeah it's 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 just so interesting because i know my journey has had uh, you have had a profound impact on my my own journey of even starting this um the first step on this um adventure purely by the way you have been previously and what you've opened and ex- opened me up to explore within myself but I guess let's rewind a little bit um, and let's go a little bit deeper in, uh, let's take a step back into your life. And how did you first get into this world of spirituality, intuition, guidance, personal development? And, and I don't like saying personal development because I feel like it's such a big umbrella term that people decide to use. But yeah, what, what kind of pulled you into starting this journey yourself and when did it happen? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Um, uh, when did it first happen? I honestly, I think from the time I was a kid, um, and I remember growing up in Dubai and stuff like that, I always kind of, I guess at that point, um, I mean, we weren't really a religious family, but I've kind of felt tapped into like, 
there's these energies around me. Like at that point in time, I mean, wow, I didn't think this is where I was going to start off. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, it was like Jesus was the thing at that point and like just this spirit or entity that I was kind of talking to, you know, like it wasn't like I was reciting prayers or anything, but it was more just like conversational. And um, I just found a lot of strength, a lot of guidance, a lot of stuff unraveling and unfolding from there. And then as I kind of turned to a teenager, that was the first time like some hectic shit kind of happened. And I found myself kind of leaning, like, as I said, we weren't religious. So it was kind of like, I just found myself in my bedroom, my teenage angsty bedroom, like leaning back on that kind of connection to just connect, like to just, I guess, connect in with some kind of reprieve and some understanding. And um, I I didn't realize that what I was doing was what we now call journaling and stuff like that. But, you yeah. know, like I kind of just kept finding the power in like. Intuitively. Just, yeah. Like just writing. Like I was like, oh, my God, just write. And I remember like telling my friends at that time who were going through hard times. Like I was kind of just like, seriously, just write. Like just write. And I promised the answer to come. Like just write. And I was like, like now when I look back on it, I'm like, whoa. Okay, I get something. what was happening, but yeah. I didn't know what was happening. And and you you said you you weren't religious, but mm. you referred to Jesus. Maybe go into that a bit because some sometimes I know for me I was like oh, I just I used to struggle with this identity of a god per se, you know, beforehand. Mm. Um, and when people would bring religion, it would automatically shut me off because I was like, oh, yes. okay, like this, yeah, I, it, it would be a concept I struggled with, or maybe had a lot of um, um, baggage towards maybe myself. Um, but yeah, what, what, what is your understanding when you say Jesus or when you refer to going, I'm not religious, but I would talk to Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I guess like Dubai was a Muslim country, but then I ended up going to a Catholic school there. Um, and we had like Bible study or religious study, stuff like that. But, and I guess also because of where we're in, like studying was a bit more like intense so like we'd like read the bible and you know have to learn passages and stuff like that but what I was connecting with wasn't really going to mass like every week it wasn't really reciting the prayers like I was kind of saying but and I guess as I'm saying it now that's probably what the connection was but I could like read between the lines of what was kind of popping up in the bible and when I say that it was like it was like the the undertones of the messages was what was important to me and I could automatically see a lot of things that were just so contradictory that I was kind of like, I really want to be part of the church, but I really enjoy, you know, like that's why I guess I said my connection with Jesus because there was something that was landing for me in that connection outside of the church. And like me and my best friend would spend every morning before school started spending like 15 minutes just walking to the church really it was also just a chance to like pass through all the guys and you know like see the boys because we were like divided between the girls and the guys but those 15 minutes like we still talk about it because sitting in the church and now again as I say it I now realize it was like a meditation like I would just sit there and I remember the way I was talking and I'd be like okay I um, I'm going to like, you know, please forgive me for this. Or I'd be like, okay, today, all the good deeds I do, I dedicated to this person, whoever needed it. But it was something like it, it was completely intuitive and from the heart with like that childlike innocence. It wasn't a conscious thing I was doing. But then I realized like now as all these tools and techniques come up, I was like, oh, wow, it was natural at that point. You know, like it just all this stuff was just 
coming to me. And even now, like things like I remember if ever, um, like well, when I was about 16 was the first time like something really big in my life kind of happened. And then um, probably not for this first podcast. We can talk about that some other time. <laughs> but anyway, um, I felt really shaken up. And I remember that was the first time was kind of like, like the anxiousness had kind of set in and like, like I'd never been like, I've never been afraid of an exam, like studying, smashing tests. That was easy for me, but it was the first time I'd started getting nervous and kind of like, you know, like jittery about like going to an exam and like the breathlessness. And like, I was like, oh my God, like freaking out. And, um, I just lost my train of thought, but (laughs) <laughs> Oops. It's gonna happen. Oh, it's this gonna is happen. gonna happen. Uh yeah, I just lost my You you were talking about um with certain parts of uh with your exams and stuff like that, it flowed very easily. Oh, you didn't have to think about anything. I got it, I got it, I got it. And I was saying so the techniques, it's stuff like that too. I remember just sitting in my room and every night I would write. So that was like me journaling. Like I would write every night and connect with like how my day had gone and gratitude and stuff like that. Again, unbeknownst to me. But um I'd even like come up with this, like, it was just this technique that I'd be like, I'd imagine myself in a bubble back then. It was like the bubble boy movie is what was out, but yeah. I imagined myself like in the bubble and then kind of feel that and feel that energy. And then when I stepped out, I'd be like, oh, okay, you know, like I'm good. Like, and that was the stuff that kind of got me through some really hard times. And that's what I was getting at too, that these were these little techniques I didn't realize were happening. Um, yeah. And then the moment that this world kind of opened up to me was when I was about 17 or 18, I arrived at the secret. And I feel like most people who start on this part say that. And then afterwards you realize that oh, that's actually not that great of a book. But that was a bit that. <laughs> it's not, not, not great of a book. I think there's more the secrets, uh, the power of thought. But I think it's more, you know, the power I mean, there's of There's so much more to the secret. Like yeah. it's there's so much more to the law of attraction than just yeah, that. Like yeah. I think at that point it was also that thing of like don't have any bad thoughts because you know you're gonna manifest that shit too. Like so it was a, it was a bit yeah, <laughs> yeah a little yeah, messy. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. now I remember someone saying it's uh, it shouldn't be called the law of attraction. The the deeper thing is the law of resonance. What you resonate as in your your frequency, your energy level is actually what you attract to you. Yeah, and that was something I think they said like that was missing in the original kind of thing. Not dissing on the secret obviously but just saying yeah no 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 No, just saying that that yeah so that was that was how it had started I guess opening up to me but Mm. yeah yeah and you were kind of saying like you intuitively started doing this like the journaling practices and things like that what did it bring you like why did you like why did you just do it did it bring you a level of comfort a level of calmness did it give you inspiration did it motivate you like what was the actual feeling behind why you did it? Because that nurtured it. It kept going, obviously, after that. Yeah, honestly, it was like a very deep-centeredness and that self-connectedness. That's how I could describe it. Like, And I think since then, and I mean, that's probably that whole journey of like becoming an adult, growing up and everything, that's been the part that I've been like aching to reconnect with. Mm. But as, as like someone in high school without all the other added like adult pressures like you know it was a lot easier to to get into that routine so I guess yeah what it brought me like the routine was kind of like I finished my homework finished dinner blah blah blah, have a shower then go to my room then oh my god it's actually kind of embarrassing because I don't even think I've actually told you about it even though it's nothing that I would hide first time on the podcast (laughs) and for my own ears (laughs) 
<laughs> I know. It's like it would be like around 9 p.m. or whatever. And then I'd be like, go to my room. And um, then I would first like dance. So it would. They- <laughs> That's awesome. No, no, this is beautiful. She still dances right now dance. as well. Like, but no, but I'm laughing because like the song was. Um, it was a Shakira song, not not whenever, wherever. There was another one. Oh, Tortura? Tortura? That one, anyway. Anyway, I think it was one of them. So it would be like my dance so I could like get the energy out of my body. And then oh, after that, wow. it would be a little bit of like an exercise. Like I just exercise for like 15 minutes. And um, then I would grab my papers, like my notebook, and then I would like journal. And after that, that's how I would end my day and then go to bed. And it would be an every single wow. day so you, actually, so you would like close off for, before you closed off for the day, you'd wrap up dinner, everything like that. Mm-hmm. You would literally just put on a song and dance mm-hmm. and then you would mm-hmm. go in the journal. And which one thing I just got to say now, which is so funny that she says this, is whenever uh, you are in a lower mood or energy state or whatever the case would be, you always literally just chuck on music mm-hmm. and start dancing. And if you need even more, you'll go outside, take your shoes off, and be dancing on the grass. Like, it's crazy that you actually, I didn't know that you had done that when you were younger. Like, I I thought that was something you just kind of started doing for yourself now. So the fact that you did that when you were younger, it's like, how the hell did this little pre-Savage or young Savage know all of this? Like, I don't know, but I think that's what, like, I think that's when you, like, connect the dots looking backward. It's like, you were born with everything you need to know. Like, Mm -hmm. you know it. It's more just we get busier and busier and busier with everything like everything in this world that we've made on top of the world and then you get lost yeah yeah you, know? you start disconnecting yeah. from that childlike innocence that you kind of referred to beforehand like that innocence allowed you to i feel like yeah, explore. like the freedom it's like the freedom it's like there's yeah. no strings attached like you don't have to think about the bills you don't have to think about like your career you don't have to think about cooking dinner you know like that's not what I had to do at that point in time so with all those like no strings attached you can like you're very taken care of so I think Mm -hmm. there's like a really big um feeling of safety and then that safety and then being taken care of allows you to just be free to be free to explore Mm -hmm. you you mentioned beforehand that from this like you you would you so you felt like you were so connected you had this beautiful routine and all that stuff then it, you kind of tapped into the fact that you lost a bit of this as you grew older. Mm. Do you want to share a little bit or are you open to share a bit um, of what happened and where, like, you know, because I know where you've been in the last couple of years, but <laughs> prior to this, the state you were at to lead you to now yeah. getting back or connecting back with that childlike version of yourself, which was actually what you would have said, like felt so so much more connected to spirit, guidance, intuition, um, you know, connected to your body. What happened? And what what happened with the disconnect? And and I guess when I say the disconnect, like you can even just maybe explain the feelings that happened afterwards mm. as, you know, more responsibilities came on. You went through uni, all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it was more like, um, like when I look back on it or what I've been thinking, or this is how it kind of makes sense to me right now, is I feel like, in my journey, like I know everybody's journey is different, right? So I feel like in my journey, I needed to have a glimpse of this and a glimpse of that connection. And then I think part of my journey was I needed to lose it to rack up all this experience in this world on top of the world type thing. So it was kind of like the first bit was like, ah, 
and I mean, I guess this is also that segue, but like the first bit was I ended up being in a relationship. This was before you, not you, but like, before. <laughs> you. no, I mean, because I was like, it wasn't like, it wasn't a, I mean, I'm grateful for it. There's nothing wrong with um, like everything got me to where I needed to be, but parts of that relationship brought up a lot of feelings. Plus there was a lot of like family stuff that happened that, that, it was more that personal stuff that shook mm. me up first and then yeah. caused that disconnection. Um, and um, even in the relationship, like I think the connection I had made me very giving. And I think sometimes it was like, um, and I mean, at this point I was like a 16 year old, right? So I yeah. didn't really know that much. Like yeah. didn't know her better. Her first major like, relationship was when she was 16. So <laughs> yes. like, so was, yeah. yeah. But in saying that it was like, I guess, um, he was coming from like a side of protecting me um, and like so that I didn't, kind of didn't get taken advantage of and stuff like that. But I think that in doing that, it kind of shut off my giving nature because I kind of thought it was a bad thing. And it, it shut was, off or it made you shut off? It made me shut off. Yeah. It made me shut off my giving nature because I kind of thought that it was a – it was put to me that it was kind of like a bad thing. So then I was kind of like, oh, okay. And, and I mean that's also like when you're in a relationship and that was a long-distance relationship too – juggling that shit is hard so and then it was also like not that I'm saying that that made me disconnect from this like I also still had the practices I should say that the the benefit of the long distance was I had like a lot of my evenings was still my evenings you know like even when we moved to Australia I still had the evenings so I still had those practices but I think I at that point I didn't know how to fully resolve that the well like now I know it as like the like that fragmentation, that soul fragmentation that kind of happened like when I was about 16. But at that point, I didn't know. So like the uneasiness, the anxiety, even moving to a new country, new friends, like I so much had changed that, mm. um, yeah, I went through a lot. So I think I've like, so it was, yeah, when you say what, I think that period was me. I needed to rack up a shitload of experience so that I could mm. kind of be in this space where I can, like where I've, I guess I can empathize with others and develop that compassion as well for others. So, yeah. yeah, friends kind of fell apart. Then, like, I mean, we kind of talked about it. I don't know why it's coming up, but I'm going to share it. But even, like, something like just having the name, like, Savage, their garage or whatever, like, coming here and then not being able to get jobs because people didn't, you know, like, even if I had the exact same resume as a friend of mine, like, all those, like, that kind of hurt. Then it was, like, well, even if you had Just to show that even though you had the exact same resume as a friend of yours because your name was Thea Garage and a very And, and Savage. Like, yeah, I mean, Savage, yeah. I mean, like, if you read it, you wouldn't know what gender I was or whatever. I mean, like, now we're going into a very dangerous, not dangerous topic, but, like, uh, yeah, controversial just, too. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I tried it out and I copied my friend's, resume the exact same thing and applied for the exact same job like you know kind of going let's just see what happens but then like I wouldn't get a call back yeah. but she would so it was just very like now I now I understand it but at that point I was like what's wrong with me like you know yeah. what's happening and um yes yeah, so it was that and then I think I needed to go through uni I did that then it was like like we did our little events business together then yeah, and, it was and, but even even uni in uni days it's like trying to find your own feeding and, and the challenges you had within uni, like that stereotype that you had to kind of live up to with because, you know, being ethnic, like feeling like you had to constantly achieve. You mm. had to study and be the best in what you did. Um, and I mean, but in saying that, I think that was more the shelter thing, like studying. I was Like I was really good at studying. Like I, it was really mm. easy. Like I have a good memory. It was really easy for me to soak information in. The 
issue was I guess I got so comfortable in it that once that structure, like I'm really good at structure, I'm really good at not not games, I'm good at structure. So it's kind of like mm. school was structured, uni was structured. It was very easy for me to go through all of that. Like that was simple. It was more the real world that was then <laughs> shocking because it was like, oh, I couldn't just there was no structure to just yeah. do well, you know, like, and not that yeah. I don't have people skills, but I think it was just a very, just a very, um, not, uh, not shocking time. Like, but I mean, uh, there was a lot of change. So, you know, like, mm. yeah, that was the thing, like changing country, changing friends, even like, and my relationship was not, it was, it was not a good relationship at that point. Like it taught me a lot, but it was not healthy like like knowing what I know now so that was like there was just a lot of pain and a lot of like um things shifting that uh yeah I wasn't in a great state or great place and then yeah and then like as you know then it was like going through corporate and I was like okay I'll do this then I had some very interesting experiences there and then finally it was like burnout and it's like Svaj you're just not where you need to be you need to come back come back come back so then 30 it was hearing the calling to come back hearing the calling to come back and yeah and then that's when like I think I needed to go from the balance place into really up into my head and then now it's been really back down to my heart but then now I need to come back to the finding the balance, yeah. you know, like, um, yeah. But, but, but I think you, 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 like you, you, you said it so perfectly that when we are going, to, like our journeys, our journey is about experiencing that fluctuation. Like you had to experience <laughs> all of this to know what you were actually feeling called to now, to know that this is the right, hmm. this is the proper alignment without the experience you had before. You would, I feel like you wouldn't be the person you are today, but also more so you wouldn't be able to empathize and connect with like other women and other men the way you do now because you've actually had all these like challenging confrontational experiences. Yeah. You know? No, and that's why I'm like, I don't, I don't take like, I wouldn't change anything. I don't take it back. And I don't even say that in a cliche way. Like yeah. I actually fully understand that because I'm like, without all of this, it would be really hard for me to like. Because it's really easy for me to kind of live in the, not spirit world, but like live in the heart world, like live in the mm. world of like like the intuition. Like I love that space so much that I need something to ground me. And then that's where having all these experiences helps ground me into like being that human so that I can finally go like, yeah. oh, I understand this. Oh, I get it. Like I get what it's like to work in an office. I get what it's like to, you know, work really hard to burn out I get what it's like to need to like like have really difficult bosses and have great bosses and like (laughs) what you know like what motivates you what makes you feel like you're in the right in alignment versus like not in alignment you know like I've now I've been even worked in the hospital so like I know what the hospital system like it's just all these different areas just so that I go okay I actually not I actually know what it's like but I can relate Hmm. you know so I don't yeah yeah I don't no I wouldn't change anything but yeah yeah. and and one one thing I love that you tapped uh touched upon was um your 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 soul fragmentation now Mm. you you said this uh, like (laughs) casually but um (laughs) said and a lot of people might be listening in and like what the hell is soul fragmentation and I was hoping maybe you can speak a little bit on that because that definitely ties into a lot more of your journey over the last couple of years now. 
more so. so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I know I dropped that in, but I was like, I didn't know the other way to. <laughs> no, I didn't. Why? Dropping a bomb. No, it's more like, <laughs> drop that. It's more like, once you know, like, once you know what you know, I was like, how else do I describe what this is? Like, mm. I don't know how else, like, because that part is what's been so clear to me. Like, it's the best example that I have and the only words that I have to describe it. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess with soul fragmentation, where that comes from um, is, before we go there, I guess long story short is like where I've ended up is like I'm now doing a lot of shamanic energy work is where I've got like shamanic journeys and um, it feels like it feels like my purpose is now like to bring more wholeness. And so that's why mm. like, cause like that's 100%. what my experience has been the last couple of years. Like just trying to become more whole, become more whole and really figure out what I want, what's right for me, what's right for like us. But I mean, you get to make your own decisions. <laughs> I, just mean, I just mean like that's been really important. Like yeah. coming back to feeling whole. Cause, um, and I'll get to the answer, but like, I realize a lot of, like a lot of people focus on like, saying like love is all there is you know or like something like that but I realize it's like wholeness is all there is because um and I'm not taking away from the idea of love I just mean that I feel like for me wholeness was something that was a lot easier to comprehend because it's like if you imagine yourself being completely whole like you know there's nothing missing like you feel that in yourself nothing's missing um you don't need anything you don't want anything you're just completely okay like you are enough just as you are if you felt completely whole life not life would be perfect but like there's such a profound sense of completeness that mm. I think that helped me understand what love is mm. because if you just put the word love that I don't know that for some reason that's felt a lot more complicated for me to understand but when yeah. I go to wholeness wholeness feels like and um, I, like even when you say that I feel like love is a component of wholeness not yeah. not not wholeness a component of love do you get what I mean? Like, uh, well, that's uh, maybe how I see it. Where I was like, yeah, no, well, I think you need to have wholeness first before, you, yeah, and that, like that's why people say you need to love yourself before you can love someone else. Like, I feel like it's actually you need to feel whole, and once you feel whole, love is like a natural feeling or next step or natural thing that comes from mm. feeling whole. Otherwise, you can get like these unhealthy versions of love. Yeah. Which maybe we can touch on a little bit later, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But going back but to the fragmentation. The fragmentation. So going back to fragmentation, um, there's a really nice analogy. So basically, it's like if we think about, um, so if you think about yourself as kind of like you're born, like uh, you're born whole. Um, so when I say that, it's like you know we have these souls that kind of like animate our body. So if you just imagine that, you know a baby it's like so pure so thing it's like you're this little piece of soul of god of whatever that's like dropped in and then you're like okay i'm gonna be here on earth and i want to have like a new experience so you're pretty like you're whole but then what happens is and this is just part like i like to say it as like all of us are so obsessed with games like humans love games so i feel like why not why not just toy with the idea that maybe this entire human existence is also just a game. Like, you know, we're not going to know until we're on the other side. Breaking boundaries right now. <laughs> breaking minds talking about this. Yeah, well, a little bit. I mean, no, but I'm keeping it simple, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, yeah, like, what if this whole human experience is a game? Because technically, um, we're only going to find out the rules. Like, no one, not no one tells you the rules when you're in the game, but, I mean, like, we've all watched, like, the Maze Runner, all those type of things that, you know, like, yeah what if so I I mean and I say that like everyone can take 
and leave whatever works for them or whatever feels right for them. Like, I don't believe anybody needs to completely accept any of this. It's more just this is what's felt right to me and yeah. what's made life fun for me and what mm. what's made life open up. So that's why I enjoy it. I mean, I, I take it on rather. But, um, yeah, so let's just say you're a whole soul and you come to this earth. So then now I feel like our purpose on earth is to learn, to evolve, to grow. It doesn't mean like – this we talk about separately, but like success, all that, blah, blah, blah. Like it, we all define it differently, but I just feel like we're all here to learn, to grow, to just know ourselves better, to, you know, like be kind and be good in whatever definition and whatever way that feels right for you. So, um, yeah. So once you're here and you're here as this little soul, then what happens is we start living life and then things start happening to us. And so normally I mean like well when these things happen um that's what we kind of like now call as like trauma or bad events or stuff like that but really they're also just like these little learning opportunities but also with the way and the state in which our whole society is we're not really all taught how to actually deal with these things when they come Mm -hmm. up like we're not taught to um I mean I'm not saying like when you stub your toe, but let's just say a teacher shouts at you at school and you're kind of like, oh my God, I don't know what I did. Like, you know, you're so used to do things used right. To. So you just shut down because you're like, oh my God, I don't know. Like, I'm God, not I, I'm not perfect. Know. Like I didn't do it. Like, oh no, she's upset with me. Or, you know, you're not taught. And when I say you're not taught, it's it's just a, generation, a generational thing. Like it's just the level we're at in the game. It's not actually, it's not shitting on anyone or anything. Like it's just the level we're at of the game. Like we're coming around full circle. So it's yeah. like, you know, this is just where we are. So you don't know how to deal with it. Um, so then sometimes what happens is it could be something now, and this differs for everyone, right? But when I was talking about the soul fragmentation stuff, for me, it was like something happened. Um, something I'd like right now, I don't want to really explore that and talk about it. We can save that for a different one just because it involves other people. So I don't really, I don't don't think it's fair um, to put that out there. But when it happened, it was more that moment of when you're like, oh my God, like sometimes you might, um, you might have these experiences. It could be insignificant, could be significant. Like, you know, I mean, it doesn't, it depends on just your experience of things, but you might not have a memory of that moment. You might like, it might be a time when you started shaking, like where you felt like immense fear and what I am getting at is the analogy is it's also it's like a lizard like you know when a lizard is like running around and then something like bad happens like a cat and it cuts its tail off and it just leaves its tail behind so it can continue the same thing happens to us so when we feel unsafe um which was like in that moment like as a 16 year old I didn't know what was happening Mm. from my view of the world I didn't know how to like necessarily digest what was happening and because of that it was like when the shaking happens when you lose your memory and stuff it's just a coping mechanism but it's like we cut our tail off just so we can continue living so it's Mm. actually like um it's actually like a really good um I guess coping mechanism from um I would say like from God type thing and so in this game it's like when you don't know how to deal with it you cut your tails off but then there reaches a point when you're suddenly like, shit, <laughs> I'm also like, once you're on this point where you're like, I want to get that wholeness back or, you know, like you feel like pieces are missing. Now the game is to go and collect those tails and find them because they're mm. still around the place. And, oh, I guess you don't want a lizard with multiple tails. So let's just say you chop off a tiny bit of your tail every time. So then you want to collect all these little <laughs> pieces to make your tail whole again. But same thing, you get the yeah. you get the visual. So that yeah. so I yeah. To, I like to look at us as a, a complete puzzle piece. 
And every time we have these traumatic jigsaw. events, a jigsaw, right? Yeah. And every time we have these, not even necessarily traumatic events, sometimes it's just a misunderstanding, like a not understanding the situation at the time because we're too young or whatever the case, or we may interpret it the wrong way. It's like we give a piece of that jigsaw away. Mm. And then all of a sudden, then we got this picture that we think is us, but it's actually not the complete picture of the jigsaw. It's only a fragment mm. of what we have left off the jigsaw. Yeah, I, I love that. I like that analogy. Mm. There you go. Maybe I will use that in the future. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So, so it's like sometimes when the piece is missing, it's like, yeah, you those, those are areas where you feel empty, areas where, mm. you know, you don't remember you don't remember that piece. Like you don't remember what was on it. Like, you know, yeah. sometimes it's like, it brings up a lot of fear as well. Cause it feels like a hole. Like, you're not, you know, there's yeah. anxious. So, so yeah. You start so overcompensating the gap that you have. Cause sometimes when you're seeing that gap, yeah. you're like, okay, what, what do I, do? I need to fill this gap. Cause no one likes the, the people. I don't know. Maybe it's just the natural human emotion or human nature that we want to fill gaps. So when we're feeling like something's missing, what do we do? We'll fill it. And sadly, you know, that can be a mix of things such as addiction is like commonly what kind of comes to my mind and has been in my family and stuff with different things, whether it's smoking, gambling, uh, drugs, whatever the case may be, it's that's normal. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. like we have a gap and we're like, okay, what do we fill this in to give us some sort of level of the emptiness? Like yeah, how, wanna, yeah, because yeah, no one wants then... to feel empty because empty feels unsafe. It feels alone. No one wants to be alone. No one wants to feel unsafe. So they fill themselves with what's familiar even if it's unhealthy yeah yeah and so that is that yeah that is i mean a long run way i was like did i yeah i explained it so that's what soul fragmentation <laughs> is that it's basically when our soul fragments so that we can continue living but then there reaches that point and it's like it's like your mission if you choose to accept it <laughs> is whether Your you want to put that, yeah. yeah. Some people love jigsaw puzzles, some people hate them. So, yeah. you know, it's like whether if you choose <laughs> to start putting the jigsaw puzzle together, then you get to start collecting the pieces. Yeah. And um, we say this after completing our first ever couple's 1000 piece jigsaw yeah. puzzle for the first time, which was uh, actually really, really nice to just focus in on yeah. a task of that. But also at times where you're like, this is fucking hard. This is a piece of shit right now. And it is not fitting the way we wanted to fit, which is kind of really. Um, uh, akin to life sometimes with the what you're talking about with soul fragmentation when we're trying to find the piece and we're not sure where it fits in or how it comes together and stuff like that and sometimes you need to just be slow patient and consistent for it to be drawn in speaking of which as in the last couple of years you've had a lot of those pieces of the jigsaw fall in place for you and I know that's been something that's been such a beautiful thing to experience, but also like even from a support perspective, a very difficult thing to <laughs> hold space for because I'm myself trying to find and I guess piece my own jigsaw puzzles pieces together. That um, yeah, how, what is that experience being like for you? And what does it feel like? Because it's not like you said, it's not always going like oh yeah, it's a aha moment. Sometimes it's nice you you get those aha moments and it's fucking like the pennies dropped, it's landed really beautifully. But then there's other times where it's like this aha moment is hidden under layers of crying <laughs> and uh, anger and frustration. Um, yeah. Maybe you can share some uh, about that experience for you over the last couple of years. Mm. Mm. Let me see what, mm. where I start. Um, yeah. So what's coming up is you asked me about personal development. So also to come back, come back there. Um, I also feel there's, like we can talk about family and generational like cycles and stuff like that separately. But I like one thing that I realized is like my mom's been really into this. Like she's been into personal development, like um, from the time I was younger, she wasn't really 
into it at that point in time because she had the two kids and was managing a job and stuff. But she did have these books running around mm. so or lying around. So in saying that, even though I didn't read them, I feel like there is like this genetic predisposition type <laughs> thing where I feel like I've got that person development bug me, from her. Mm. Um, and in saying that, uh, I do feel like with the way our lives went, like um, – I mean, I guess this is his first episode, so I can tell you this piece of information. <laughs> but um, like, like now we've Throw been together. No, no, I mean, like we've been together for like like thirteen years this year. So in saying that, it's like we've um, we've seen many different like versions of each other. Yeah, um, yeah. a lots of different versions, and we've yeah, that. yeah, and we've gone like I think both of us just decided with how our journey went, that we were like, screw being normal. We'll just commit to all these other random things and <laughs> we'll find a path. Like, yeah, we both, apart, no, we, we both knew there was something else. Yeah, we, but we both knew that yeah, there was something I else agree. out there. We both knew, like, the moment that appeared into our awareness, we both knew that, like, the normal life wasn't for us. Like, we could not see ourselves, like, in a normal job forever. Like, or at mm. least if it was a... We could never be in a place that made us unhappy. Like we had to find something that like mm. and not even lit us up. Like just community, just people was so important yeah. to us. We just had to feel good in the environment. Yeah, like, and that's what I was gonna say. Like take it's not even job. It wasn't even just going the right like like you know, I I, I I get annoyed sometimes maybe when people say rat race. Um more so because I was like, Oh, there's the like every time people say rat race, they just think of work. But yeah. it's not just work. I mean, like and it, like it's the it's it's the, like what you're doing with sorry so work is one component it's how you're living it's who you're living as it's who you want to be it's the people you're attracting it's the impact you're making on the world or or, or, or on your close influence of relationships and mm-hmm. things like that so it's like that for me like take away the rat race but it's like yeah like how ha, ha, have you been intentionally choosing how you want to live yeah or and, have and you been what, unconsciously yeah. just guided by whatever you know, negative forces maybe are out there, but just you you unconsciously unconsciously living in the matrix. I'll leave it in, in that high concept of like living in the matrix, not even knowing you're in the matrix. Yeah, yeah, because I think, and that's what, I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's what I wanted to point out was like, even when you're saying the rat race and stuff like that, I don't think there's anything wrong with being in the rat race. Like meaning, not even being the rat race, like even if you're in corporate, like whatever you do, as long as you, know you're choosing it like as long as you're intentional like as long as you don't feel like you're disconnected and needing to like zone out or tap out or just seek fun at other times like because you just don't actually want to be there if you were being really honest in your heart Mm. like that like i think that's the issue like you can do whatever you want to do you can be whatever you want to be like Mm. we're all here for a completely different reason and purpose it's just are you being intentional about it? So I just want to put that there because I'm like, there's nothing like no, 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 no hate no. on them, but it was more just, I know you and I both, the moment we explored, for us it started with multi-level marketing, but the moment that kind of came into our lives, we were both like, <laughs> like this explosion moment of like, oh my God, we need to be somewhere else. Like we've got to be doing something else. And then we realized there's this whole other world out there that we did not know that we knew, we just needed to be like, yeah, we need to be somewhere in there. Um, and, and and I just wanted to also add on what you're saying. Totally right. Like even when I'm saying this, it, it was like that's why I say I don't like the term rat race because it's not necessarily the rat race. It's it, it's this idea of like, are you living non-intentionally? Like for me, for me yes, right now, right? Yes. And and I, I again bring it right back to what we said about the puzzle piece, the jigsaw puzzle, and giving pieces away. Are you filling that gap with unhealthy? Like, are you filling that gap with work? 
where other areas of you might not be feeling fulfilled, but you're you you're escaping through work or through other means or through following what you know you're told to be done. You know, get married, have kids, you know, get a good high paying work, a job, climb the ladder. Like those kind of things are just more like I always look at that as like, oh, we've lost those pieces of ourselves that we had as a child, that full jigsaw, and we're using these other areas to kind of fill the gaps. Mm. You know? Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, sorry. Coming back to what you were saying, not to digress. No, that's fine. I'm enjoying the tangent, but <laughs> I've forgotten where yeah. we were. No, no, you was, I was, uh, we were talking about your journey from the last couple of years. In oh, terms of the that's right. You were asking me about that. So, yeah, so basically personal development. So, yeah, we have been on this journey, you and I, of like just doing a whole bunch of different stuff. But what I realized, and this, it really hit me in um, – 2020 not because of the COVID stuff like I think like like I said with the whole intervention divine intervention whatever you want to call it this stuff had just been brewing like it was really starting around 2018 2019 for me um I was in this space of so we were both really committed we really enjoyed personal development I think maybe it was me a little bit more than you I can't remember it was definitely you leading the way and then I was like "Mm, I think I'm good enough (laughs) I didn't actually feel like I needed I mean yeah but I think that's normal it's always usually 98% of the time the girls that somehow get into this whatever (laughs) but um yeah so we were also like we were doing we knew we wanted to be entrepreneurs in the sense of like we felt that we needed to do something for ourselves. So we were kind of exploring that pathway, but we both also had like our full-time normal jobs and stuff like that. And then, as I said, like being great at school, always achieving, being a super high achiever, I was just like, even in my um, normal job, just like smashing it. Like I was just committed. So I was like, I think like I got like maybe like, full promotions in the five years like Mm. in multiple different things because i was just like yep i will do whatever like i just want to be here i want to be here i want to be here like just just smashing through it but then um but then when i say that what i realized um in about 2020 like that was when i finally kind of fully burnt out had enough and then like quit corporate um was that dark age the year yeah my dark age the dark year the a good year. A good year, but yeah, still. I, I didn't say last year. year. I mean, dark you know, last year was of... definitely the worst year. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, those were fine. I mean, in comparison. But, um, yeah, like, but what I was trying to say with personal development was that I realized, again, because life is busy and you're juggling so much and you're, like, we're in this stage where we're, oh, in case you heard a little yawn, that's our little doggy, Chasey, who you will meet. <laughs> not, not, is, not so little doggy. Not little. Like, yeah, he's medium. A he's a medium Beautiful doggy. Hungarian Vishla who is literally like wanted to sleep in between mom and dad while we're doing this podcast. So he's yeah. lying on uh, my lap right now and in very deep sleep and also yawning. <laughs> yeah. So in case you heard the yawn, it's not because either of us find the other boring. Yeah. Just, <laughs> he's sighing because he's, he's sighing not. I mean, he's sleeping, but I guess he's not getting attention. Oh, yeah. he's stretching, yeah. kick, kicking us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was just that, yeah, the way that the world uh, kind of is right now, like everyone is just so fast and everything is moving so much. So even with personal development, I realized that that, the hustle culture was just really, really, really strong. So, so much of it was like, do this in your 20s, like, make money now. No, no, no. Like, then you can live your life. And we, like, no, I wouldn't say we were into that. Like, we were navigating that. And so, personal development was so much. <laughs> uh, sorry, Kyle's 
just adjusting the puppy again, but we will be back on track soon. Um, he, yeah, we were navigating that. And what I realized that meant was we were just consuming. So, and I mean, yeah, I guess that's probably the comment there. We consume so much right now. Like all of us are just constantly consuming everything. Like our attention spans are so short, like whether it's TV, whether it's what we're learning, whatever, like we just, that instant gratification, like one thing after the other, 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 that similarly, even though we felt like our consciousness was kind of opening up or like, you know, we were opening, we were like, okay, we want to do things differently. It just felt like we were consuming because it was like, learn, 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 learn. And then it was just like, do, 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 do. And that's where 2020 was like this. For me, it was like a really beautiful pause that actually made me stop. Like we were in Melbourne, so we had like, we were like super, super, super locked down. But in being locked down at that point, I realized it just stopped all the social commitments. It just stopped all the stuff. So even though I did manage to make myself very busy, I had that moment of like, it helped me start to realize like, whoa, I've just been consuming. Yeah. I've not really been implementing all these things that I've been taking in. Like, I just know, like I can tell you a hundred different techniques to do X, Y, and Z, whatever, but was I doing them? Or, you know, like even when I talked about that evening routine where I'm like, when I was a kid, did I have time to have an evening routine? Mm. No, like I had a morning routine, but even my morning routine was born out of this like fear of if I didn't do it, I wasn't good enough. It wasn't mm. really, you yeah. know, like from yeah. that I'm whole place. So, um, yes. Yeah, so your question was about the last two years and where would you like me to go with this? No, no, actually? you. No, no, it was uh, exploring or trying to understand um, how this last two, the last couple of years, you know, two or three or whatever years you feel, um, has helped you start pulling in those jigsaw pieces together. Mm. For you. Okay, yeah. Because, like you said, you you went so, yeah. much further backwards. Oh, not backwards. Uh, backwards. I don't like the word backwards, but regressed in the sense of like you had to have a lot of uh, what we call tumbling tower moments tumbling tower moments mm. um essentially these identity or the identities you've yeah, yeah. built no, up I, over the like, last few years had to break down and then you yeah. rebuilding that yeah. up completely like so a lot of the foundations you had um have crumbled and you've rebuilt them now in such a yeah. beautiful way but what was that <laughs> breaking okay. down feeling no, no, and look, rebuilding look, look, feeling? this is coming to me it's like this is why you named the podcast what you did i was like I was going backwards. Oh, I was in the backwards. And then basically from 2020, I went inwards. And then that's where all these jigsaw puzzle pieces kind of came in. And what? then. So you had to go inwards to go onwards? Onwards? <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I mean, if we can't laugh at it, who will laugh? <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So going inwards. So yeah, with mm. that whole pause. I really got to go inwards and then this is also where I really want to thank you because you were you've been instrumental in being my support over the last couple of years while all of this has been falling apart because um yeah like the first thing that really dropped through was like I needed to stop working like mm. um and when I say stop working it was more just I knew it wasn't calling me and mm. I was doing some work with the coach then and the intuition stuff was coming up like I was actually training my intuition again so I was like getting really in touch with it and then I was like what the fuck is this oh but am I allowed to swear I mean you've already gone did I do it before yeah, yeah oh, whoops. Right. okay um, now you've but, thrown the f word in as well so. <laughs> not to me I didn't use the 
yeah, from before. That's why I was asking. Okay. Oh, anyway, so I was like, what the, um, yeah, what is this new world that is opening up um, to me? And I just knew I needed to be somewhere else, but I didn't know what that somewhere else was. And so I was like, okay, we moved in, got our own place. And then I was like, I'm done. Like, this is just not the place I need to be in. I need something else. So, yeah, I want to say thank you to you because you really were, are currently always, you've always been supportive, but especially in the last two years, like you said, going inwards was tough work. Um, and, 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 yeah. And then basically how did these jigsaw pieces start coming back was I, as I was going inwards, as I like, and Kyle gave me so much space. So that's one thing I really want to be like, I really am grateful and thankful for is like, you gave me so much space to just space with no pressure. Like you've allowed me to just like, I mean, I put a shit ton of pressure on myself, but other yeah, than that, like, yeah, I mean, the no, I mean you put but on that's yourself. part of the learning. That's also no, just no, been no, part no, of true, this true, learning. True. Like I've like, had like, the, like you, you got like, I mean, I got to this point, but then that deconditioning process is intense. The deconditioning process is not quick and it's not easy and um really implementing all those strategies and like really actually holding a mirror to yourself was really challenging so yes and I mean yeah that natural thing is for me to put pressure on myself so you know that like the high achiever like I've always been a high achiever I even like I mean this is also separate but even like that toxic feminism bit like I don't like using buzzwords for all these things but even in that it's like me like being a woman it's like oh okay like I'm taking care of, I mean I'm being taken care of by my man like but I don't have kids like how can I do this and then even like and look I was even working like I had part-time jobs for quite a while even mm. through this but you know that was all the stuff that was part of this deconditioning where it was just like hold on like I needed to like allow myself to like feel the feels but then slowly get over it because I was just like none of like like who has made these rules you know like yeah. I think that was one yeah. of the biggest questions that came up with that deconditioning process like that's why I say like my one of my biggest moments was realizing there's a world on top of the world like actually there's just a world like what's real is like nature what's real are the cycles we have seasons like mm. you know that that's the stuff that's real like okay you get older like yes we have birthdays but even like birthdays are a made-up concept like that we think each year we're getting older like yes there's birth there's death and then there's life in between but like we've put all these we've put all these um rules on ourselves like when we need to have kids when we need to have a house what jobs we need to have how much money we need to bring in like that it's good to have a, a good car it's it, like you know that us as kids especially being from like an ethnic background that like we have to do better than what our parents had done or like yeah. you know like rules or, and definitions yeah rules just, definitions just conditioning like just so much conditioning mm. of you know like expectations of things but like all of that is like a world on top of the world like even some like yeah so i think it was, there was just so much of that, that the last two years has been a lot about just like really getting in touch with my intuition. And yeah, so when I said that, that also involved one day at the end of 2020, I think it was, yeah, then at the end of 2020, like, yeah, at the end of 2020, just after I left my job, that I was like meditating and doing stuff and you like trying to like just come back to relaxing a little bit. Um, and 
one day I was meditating and it was like, you need to be a shaman. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, You're like, universe, am I, am I ready for this? <laughs> I was like, what are we even talking about? Like, I'd not explored this. Like, um, yeah, like, I, so I was just like, okay, like, what the hell does this even mean? And then um, my wonderful, wonderful teacher, like, as the universe now works and as I know about energy work and these miracles that happen, she slid into my DMs on Instagram. Like, it was just, yeah, it was just divine. And we started talking and I was absolutely shook. And then basically I started doing my apprenticeship. And I mean, I guess it's even perfect to say now, given what we've talked about, but basically even the lineage that I studied was to do with the Essenes who were basically in non mainstream non-conventional in the non-conventional world they like some people believe that they were the teachers of jesus so it was also like and being a shaman i guess is actually it's it's being like like what a shaman is there's like so many definitions of these mm. right now but really like and so there's so many different cultures and stuff and i guess that's also a podcast for another time but um yeah it's just they are here to kind of live between two worlds like between this human world that we're in and the other realms that are there and like it's like they basically help with bringing the wholeness you know like the wholeness is the yeah. healing like there's there's physical healing there's spiritual healing there's emotional healing there's there's a lot of stuff that you can heal and again when I say heal heal is really transforming that's also what I want to make clear like I think we are so used to hearing healing in the sense of like fixing a sickness or fixing a broken leg or, or giving a pill fix, or giving a pill, pill like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, yes, yes. All that type of stuff <laughs> that, that like we, like, I guess when I say heal just for the lack of a better word in the English language, it's transforming. So it's basically just changing. Cause I mean, even if you take a pill, you're actually transforming what is sick. Right. So the same way when I talk about like, even like being a shaman or healing in that sense, it's really transforming things that are bothering you. So like for me, that started on that role, that road to wholeness. And as I like started doing the journey, started getting in touch with that, I like, as I said, the thing when I was about 16 um, and my old relationship, like Kyla and I have been together 13 years. Like, so it was like, like mm. I thought that was long gone and done with. And, and thankfully, yeah, yeah, I have a really wonderful partner who can hold space for this. And Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, they will see the video, but I'm like, okay, yes, yes, you. Um, uh, yeah, that he could hold space for it. But I realized I'd actually blocked out a lot of that because, like, the way it had gone down, I thought I dealt with it. But, like, when we broke up, it was just a really – um, just a really terrible time with the events and the episodes and things that kind of like transpired from there. So the first journey I came back, like, and that first piece of that jigsaw puzzle that kind of came home to me was to do with that area. And like, suddenly yeah. like all these memories were coming back and like, I stumbled on these old emails and I was just like, Oh my God. Like there's all this stuff that <laughs> I didn't realize. And even when I say healing, like in this sense, it was like, one, it was the memories coming back. It was also realizations because I think even for us to move forward, we have to make peace with a lot of the things. And I thought I'd made peace with um, stuff, but I realized, um, I guess there's there's two pieces. One is like there were bits that I needed to take accountability for and I needed to actually take responsibility for that yeah. I hadn't because I think since our relationship was kind of like um, not healthy, it was easy for 
people like my family or friends or anyone that kind of knew me in that relationship to just be like, oh, no, like, you know, he wasn't good or whatever it was. But the truth is there's two people all the time. And like, you know, Mm. like we also, we were 16, we're young. Like you can't just say that or do that, even with however things worked out. That I needed to also take accountability for the way things had, you know, like ended like accountability in the sense of just like my own knowing, like really Mm. a lot of the time healing doesn't even need to involve the other parties. It's really you just finding that peace within yourself. So yeah, yeah, so the first part was um, I needed like I, the wholeness I got and like the bits, like, and this is me trying to simplify it. Cause I know we've been talking for a while now, but um, yeah, it was just coming back to like, okay. Um, can I take responsibility for the parts that I feel I am responsible for? And then the second bit was also blame. Like that was another huge thing that came up. So when I say blame, um, uh, like when I had done some personal development work, over the years they talked about the idea of like extreme ownership and so that was a concept that I always seemed to struggle with because I was like okay I know I am responsible for everything that happens in my life like it's my life but I always struggled with the idea of extreme ownership because I just thought but when someone else does something wrong like how like I don't understand if like how am I me, yeah, yeah. Not, not, not if someone's hurt me just if someone's like let's just say someone kicks a child down it's like okay because I'm in the room doesn't mean I'm responsible for it like I didn't I couldn't understand yeah, that concept yeah. of okay. you know like like meaning like if they're always like and or, i don't know like so I'm just then how did way. you make sense of it so that is no so so what came to me then was also this idea of blame because i realized i was taking ownership for a like in taking ownership for a lot of like the shitty stuff that happened for my life i kind of just went okay i'm just gonna move on because that's what i could do as um me being an owner, like not, you know, not getting tangled, not letting the past, not letting things um weigh down on me, not letting it stop me from living my life. Mm. But what I realized is then in doing that, it was almost like bypassing in a way because then I wasn't actually having those tough conversations that I needed to have. And I wasn't, I like, I was ra- like, I'm raised or like I've taken on that role of often being the good girl, being the nice mm. one. So in doing that, the good girl and the nice girl, they don't tell other people they've done things wrong. So I had to also learn in this experience to kind of go, actually, that person made a bad choice and that person made a bad choice or made like a bad choice in the sense of like, you've done something that's hurt me and you've done something that wronged me. But so when I say that, I say that as a blame. It's more like I could acknowledge healthy blame in going this has the what has happened here was wrong from my point of view and has hurt me from this point of view but I could also not choose to associate and attach to it and become a victim in it you know Mm. so that was the bit that I had to learn because there's it's not always healthy just being nice and good like you know like so that was the important part that I learned which is one of the big pieces that kind of made me whole again um and yeah, like, but when I say that too, it's not something that happened overnight. Like, this was over like months, you know, like, because also it's a lot for your body to take in. Like, um, we're not kind of going to the full energetics bit of it, but I just mean like, even like, oh, but just energetically, like your soul as something that kind of like animates your body. When a little piece of it comes back to your body, needs to deal with that shit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and I had told Kai, like, I had not cried for years like I mean yeah. we've been together so he knows like I was not I had not cried for years so when I left and no 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 l- 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 just to rephrase not 
not the deepness of the cries. Yeah, like I reason. cried if there was sport right? or like if like, an animal like, died in a movie. Yeah. Like I cried like that. Yeah, I mean, I still had a heart. Or if I upset her too much or something, right? Like there, there was things like that where it's like, like, but that your, was your when I was, was angry. I that was angry, angry cry. cry. I mean, sad cry. But like, I, yeah, that that depth of sad cry, like it, like what it felt like, what like just being in that space with you was like a release of held like emotion that had been held for like decades like it actually felt like a release mm. of emotion that had been stored in your body for so fucking long and when you cried that it was just it was not even just a sad necessarily sad. it was like a, it was this balance between a sad and a joyful cry because it was like yeah. it was a release like it felt like you were like oh my god i and but that thankfulness of being aware to feel that to feel that to feel again yeah you know what i mean that deeply as well yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's why I say, like, it's been that journey from my head to my heart because it's, like, yeah. as a child, I used to cry a lot. Like, my family even had a song every time I <laughs> cried because, like, which now I realize was, like, hashtag a little bit traumatic. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, they had a song, like, because I would cry that much. And then, yeah, for, probably. I mean, yes, but no. But I, I love you guys. Like, it's not. I don't take <laughs> any of it to heart. But, um, yeah, yeah, but, like, I used to cry a lot and then, like, suddenly just not crying and being such a strong, stoic person for so long was, yeah. like, actually this thing of, like, that's that's effed up. Like, you know, yeah. like, you know, not, not effed up, but, like, I no, realized that was to, me like, going you, into my head, you yeah, know, and blocking and my like heart. was, like, if you cried, it was you showing weakness. Yes, Like, yes. you actually attributed to going, like, yeah. oh, I don't want to be seen as weak. Yeah. And, like, and that was, like, a hard step for you to cry. Yeah, so, and then, and I mean, and I say that because then, even in the last two years, like, I... I've always been fascinated with astrology. Same thing. My mom, like family, would love this shit. Like we've loved it, but like I only went as far as a horoscope. But even that, like I suddenly got into astrology, I got into human design because like like I said, I love information. So it was so much fun researching, getting into that. As I got into it, then when I like discovered more about me and more like even like Kyle, we can talk about that, but like discovering more about me, it was like that bit of where I was like, shit, like I have a cancer moon, but for anyone who doesn't know what that means, it basically just means I'm emotional AF. Like I'm really <laughs> sensitive and I'm so she's I'm, a Virgo, Virgo star sign with a cancer moon. Yeah, yeah. So very anal with and organized, <laughs> and you know, the goddess like of a, disappointment. No, uh, you go, yes, a, goddess of disappointment which is with a bar. very emotional moon. But I wasn't really in touch with this emotional moon. So yeah, as this piece was coming back to, like as as these soul parts were coming back, like getting in touch with my emotions was not easy but necessary. So mm. that's where like Kyle had to like deal with me being a dark cloud at home like not always like okay like i mean i wasn't i wasn't <laughs> terrible i mean i was terrible but like not no, 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 look look i, I do want to okay speak on actually this. yeah how did you feel <laughs> let me turn the tables on you and not ask the, the host is getting hosted no hosted no mm, roasted no Ro roasted. <laughs> um so this is something i actually wanted to talk upon beforehand because like two things i wanted to say were that, that kind of popped in or dropped in for me was one was this work that you are doing now you're meant to be doing mm. like the reason i know you think i've been absolutely amazing supporting and all it's because you're not like wasting time wasting energy or anything you are trying to figure yourself out putting a lot of the hours and effort into that work on yourself on uh, with uh, with our relationship with everything to do with the house and everything like that making it a home and all that like you've been putting so much energy and effort into that and it is like i have no doubt in my mind that this is the, the the work and the healing you are meant to have uh do and the impact you are meant to have on the world this is your purpose like and it, it may vary in terms of um um it, the the way it kind of um flows out from you 
but it's like you have freaking a healing aura like mm. your your energy your 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 hands your your body everything like your aura is like so healing and i say this not just speaking for myself the countless number of people that have interacted with you from a healing journey perspective and all who have done journeys and all that right through to just people who have been around you they like there is this like savage has this natural kind of gift to draw people in who want to just feel safe and they do feel safe whenever they're around her and they do feel better after leaving spoken to her even if it's just a random conversation you know so because so i say this because i was like there's no doubt that this is like this is your part and i think that is absolutely amazing moving into the holding space part now this is something i just wanted to share the feeling around that because whenever we hear things it's like people like oh yeah yeah like you know it's the masculine's role to hold space right masculine should be the container the feminine is the water so you as a masculine you got to create the container for the feminine's water or emotions energy creativity and all that to flow straight into there right and it has to be a big enough container but it is what they don't like what i found in my our own experience as a relationship uh, as a couple is that you, you need to really put in the effort and the energy to understand this really well and learn what the heck it means to hold space because sometimes holding space means setting up comfortable boundaries of going like hey uh, bub i love you i know you need me right now but i cannot show up the way i need to be and if i do i am scared i will get angry or frustrated which i have with uh, sometimes i mind you when i'm saying this i will go into getting angry and frustrated without having set this boundary so now i'm learning for myself though the importance of like me being a container for you also means me creating that awareness in the container for myself and being respectful of the boundaries that i am placing on myself and what i need because until it's that same thing it's like you know um i like i have that thought of like you're you're in the um in an airplane right and the oxygen masks come down so it's like if you know the, whatever it's turbulent or the plane's gonna crash oxygen oxygen mask comes down and what they do is like you put it on yourself first before you go and put it onto someone else or your kids or whatever the case may be and it's the same thing that i was like yeah when you're being a container are you putting that oxygen i i i, I like i kind of think of it this way am i putting the oxygen mask on myself to actually go like oh wait i am taking care of myself first i'm looking at my energy i'm not feeling frustrated i'm feeling comfortable i'm feeling full like am i fe well fed you know well financed uh well effed like in made love to and all that stuff like so i ask these questions right um, and i know it sounds weird but it's like those are little things that it's like sometimes it might just be i haven't eaten you know or i'm not feeling loved or i'm not feeling like i've slept and i'm tired and exhausted and then that's going to play out in the way i hold space for you so that part of put the oxygen mask on yourself first or for me to put the oxygen mask on myself first i think was one of the most the, 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 one of the best insights i got from us and the the challenging experiences we had because i was like like i said there was a lot of frustration a lot of anger and there still is every now and again i will still revert back to some of those old patterns of behaviors um or, or sometimes i'm just not aware of it i haven't asked myself the question but it, it is that kind of creating that awareness of like am i oxygenated like that's the simplest way am i oxygenated then i can freaking put the oxygen mask on, on, on for you and hold that container so freaking well you know or i'd like to think i'm holding it better no 100 <laughs> percent. i mean it's been a learning thing for both of us like that's why i did say thank you like yeah. we've both grown in this and you've grown in it so much like yeah, yeah. like we're not the people we were even two years ago like yeah. you really have stepped in and that's also why you're here doing the work that you're meant to do um you light up the room you are amazing at 
you said I'm amazing at drawing people in, but like you're amazing at drawing people in. I like little groups. You are good <laughs> with like drop you anywhere in the middle of the ocean and you will have a fun time and make everyone else have a fun time. So you are finally doing what you are meant to do. And yeah. And I mean, well, this is coming up, so I'm just going to say it. But how do you feel like what out of our journey over the last two years, what has drawn you into doing more of this men's work because you've changed so yeah. much so how yeah yeah how did uh, all this impact you in your journey mm. <laughs> when you're on the other side of receiving the question you have to you actually have to think close your eyes and think for a second right um look what what i'm feeling what's landing for me is i started becoming more and more aware over the last couple of years of this concept of that the pull and push energy um and for the longest time I always felt this push energy and the push, the way I kind of explained it or I understood the, the way I defined push was like energy that you are like, oh, I have to do this because of this reason or I have to do this because of this reason uh, where it was like an external force, some sort of kind, was pushing me to take that action or to do this thing. So say work, I'm working because I need money, right? So I'm not feeling called to work like i like my job and all that stuff like i enjoy what i'm doing and all that but it's like the essence of work for the longest time now as a job and all that has been like oh i'm making money so i can then use that money to endeavor in my passions and my likes and us and explore those kind of discover that those new frontiers um but when it comes to like that that let's say that's work then push can be even in um uh, i don't know activities right sometimes uh, it might be an activity. Someone's like, oh, let's come. You want to come over? Let's do this. And if I'm feeling pushed, it's those external pressures of like people pleasing, having to do those different things that come in for me. And I'm like, oh, damn, like it's annoying because I was like, I'm doing it because I don't, it's not, I'm doing it not because I want to do it, right? Or that I need to do it. I'm doing it because I, I feel obliged in some sort of way to do that. When I, on the other side, pull, pull feels literally like I'm flowing down a river. Like I'm just naturally being pulled down this beautiful river with the current. And when I feel magnetized. for myself, like magnetized, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a really good word, magnetized, right? It's like pull has a, a connection also. It feels like it's coming from my heart center. Like it's actually feeling like I'm pulling internally, I'm feeling pulled. And it's this feeling of like the conversations I have, the the people I'm around, the uh, activities I do. It's I'm not, I'm not feeling forced. I'm actually like, oh, I want to do that. I need to do that. Oh, this is exciting me. And it's not to say there's no fear. Like I'm doing other stuff, you know, even this year with different courses, the other things I've done with, you know, exploring like men's journeying and, um, you know, uh, uncovering my own stuff for what it means to be a man. I felt pulled, but scared shitless, mm. right? So it's not to say that um, I'm not scared or anything like that. And it's like, oh, this is easy. It's pulled just feels like, like you said, it's like my heart and my body, my inner, my in, inward, in, internally, I'm feeling pulled um, towards whatever that um uh, thing might be you know so when i started feeling that over the last uh, couple of years or even the last year specifically i've tapped more and more into that pull nature and going like i need to follow the pull because whenever i've gone through with the pull it's the fucking world opens up you know like everything starts opening up. and when i say open up i mean like i started feeling pulled with our relationship there was that things i was feeling pushed with and that was pushing us pushing me in the wrong direction with our relationship but when I started feeling pull in the relationship of how I actually wanted to show up with you, how I wanted to be with you, my my best version and your best version, and then meeting together, right? When I sat with those, like that, just like a freaking relationship, the, the 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 sex, the intimacy, everything freaking expanded massively because 
I now started understanding that was the pull energy of what I wanted to be. Whereas push was like like an example for us in the relationship when I'm talking about this is like, oh, like we need to have kids by a certain time, right? And I've always loved kids and all that stuff. But then I was like, wait, wait, is wanting to have kids my thought or is someone else's thought? And as I sat back, it's like, oh, I still want kids, but I want it to come naturally when I'm ready and I'm feeling r- the, the right energy towards that, you know, um, as that example of that, that, that kind of feeling. So yeah, over, like tapping into that pull energy has been huge 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 for me um and then the other part was understanding like like you said you, you kind of talked about this earlier but it's like when we do the deeper work on ourselves you can kind of sometimes get caught up doing a lot of work you, you end up being in the cycle of just working on yourself you know what i mean um and i do want you to actually ex- ex- talk a little bit more about this because you've you were the one who kind of dropped in um some real you, you helped me consolidate and understand a lot of these different aspects of what i'm going to be talking about now but shadow work which is what we kind of shadow work versus integration right which is doing inner work on yourself versus the integration period where like things settle in and your con- conscious mind starts adopting that as the new patterns um the way i looked at shadow work um and, and the reason why it's called shadow work for anyone who's not familiar shadow work is like when you're walking the sun's hitting you you got the shadow behind you shadow work is the inner work it's the parts of you that are behind you that are like the dark the gr- the, the ugly the messy chaotic parts of you that you kind of like i'd rather it be behind me in the shadow than bring it to the forefront and actually deal with it and grow with it um but the beauty about this is that like for you to become whole or what i felt for that becoming wholeness the journey to becoming whole is a lot of you becoming and understanding what is the shadow and then integrating that and becoming friends with the shadow to not even just friends sometimes it's like you 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 actually just like you 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 love you understand the concept and the reasoning behind the shadow it's like the lightness and the darkness and that kind of compare uh, the, the 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 balance that they bring um and I will, i'll go <laughs> we'll probably save that for another time but in simplicity like that shadow work is for me when it's so doing the shadow slash inner work is me changing the, the original story of what that ha- what happened to me or why i felt traumatic or why that stuff is messy or why it's ugly to something that is actually empowering mm-hmm. to something that allows me to grow and to, to, to keep stepping forward whereas integration integration for me i for the longest period of my life thought integration was an unconscious it happened mm. without it was a passive thing you didn't put the effort into it it was something that just happened to you and you're like yeah cool <laughs> like i'll give it time and this 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 will integrate right it was only later on that i realized integration for me is such an it's an active thing and i don't know if that's integration as a whole but i know for me it was an active thing integration was all about changing i could change the underlying story to be empowering right I could change the underlying story of going like I didn't cry when I was younger because my mom told me not to cry and it's not mass it's not manly to cry like be a man don't cry like that. I interpreted that story as like yeah men don't cry. Mm. Now I've changed that story going like no crying actually allows you to create a container for other men to open up and to be vulnerable and when you come from that heart spaced energy that allows crying that allows vulnerability that allows messiness you allow others to step into that arena with you and for them to then walk this like you can walk with them to walk out of that darkness into the light right and i, and I know that sounds all very quite metaphorical as well sometimes no, but I'm it's that thing of everybody has it's like everybody has feelings like we've just stepped into that thing of like the way the world is right now we've defined what a masculine person is what a feminine person is and it's like all quite unhealthy so it's like mm. when you're talking about it like even that integration is just realizing we're all gonna have feelings we're all gonna cry sometimes we're all gonna be angry sometimes like for women it's that thing of you never should be angry you know like it's mm. the being nice be for men it's the don't cry so it's you 
integrating, like you're talking about integrate, but like, yeah, it's like you've integrated that to go, even men have lots of different sides. Yeah. Just like, you know, and, and, yeah. and that was the part that, that, that integration, when I said it's not passive for me, it's an active thing. Integration was then about rewriting the, uh, not rewriting, so rewriting the stories was the inner shadow work. Um, integration was about um, creating new patterns, new behaviors, new ways of thinking. Because what happens is like we do all this shadow work and then we, like for me, these patterns would still keep coming up. I'm like, but I understand this. I, I feel good with that. Why am I still responding this way with you? Or why do I still respond this way with someone else? Or why am I still playing and saying the wrong negative freaking thought mm. patterns in my head? And that's when I realized that integration was, for me, was all about how do I, uh, how do I change those stories and those patterns and actively making the, making the effort through scripts, through um, uh, conversations, through creating and cultivating more awareness so that when those patterns happen, I can go like, hey, thank you like for you served me before by helping me and protecting me in a, in whatever way you did but in the past but now i'm choosing to actually adopt this new pattern and this new way of thinking so that that conditioning that i've had which is so that's what integration integration for me is breaking down the conditioning right so the actual conditioning of like i said thoughts behaviors actions right that's what the integration piece was for me was was <laughs> as we say this our little puppy just took a nice big stretch off the couch um but that's what the integration piece for me was was actually stepping into changing that thoughts behaviors feelings and patterns through consistent effort so those are the yeah so the pull and push energy and understanding the um shadow versus integration piece i think those were the two biggest pieces that actually allowed me to really step into and be the person and the man i am today and like, you know, getting pulled more and more, like I said, into doing those, like I'm now feeling more called to men's work, to actually helping other men who are in this or have experienced this because it's, we don't often have guidance, you know, mm. or, 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 or a safe space even to, to be held by other men. Or yeah, and you don't really people. like, even just the two of us, sorry, I interrupted, but I was like, even just the two of us having this conversation, it's like, people don't hear us having these conversations. Like, yeah. even like, our, I mean, like, like our closest friends, like, I mean, there's different ones, like there's some, yeah, but yeah, even they wouldn't hear us have these conversations in this, you know, mm -hmm. in a specific topic, like directed way that similarly, it's like, yeah, you want other people to know if they are feeling this way, they are feeling cold, they are, you know, that like, it's also just sharing what you've learned so then other people know what's possible because I think that's another big part of, and I mean, it's something I'm trying to digest very much, but like a big part of learning and growing is also just sharing it with others. Like that's almost like it's a bit of our duty. It doesn't mean everyone needs to, you know, you don't have to, it's not preaching, it's not forcing, but it's just sharing because mm. that's how you support one another. And I feel like that's where you're finding I'm starting yourself. to find my own rhythm, yeah. I'm poor with that. Yeah, very uh, good question that you threw threw me out on. Uh, yeah, obviously I can talk about myself a lot, but uh, <laughs> it was. I uh, just realized that we should probably save it for a separate podcast episode too. So I was yeah, like, yeah, "Oh, I've go, got go some more to... loaded, but we will do that yeah, so that yeah. we can get to I was know like, Kyle." Masculine and feminine dynamics as well was uh, something that we were just slightly touching upon, but that was actually quite beautiful. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess finishing this the, your your journey, coming back to your journey, um, going through what you were saying with the personal development and how that was kind of innately through your mom and all that that you had that right through to like over the last couple of years. You were saying twenty twenty onwards, um, you've really found that the different jigsaw pieces that you're starting to pull together. Where are you now? Where are you at right now? Are you still missing a lot of pieces? Are you in the integration period? Are you in the you got a smirk on your face right now? Where where are we at? 
Yeah, I was like, wow, what do I want to end on? I'm like, you know exactly where I'm at. <laughs> Tell um, the audience where you are at. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, look, I think you're always like you're always going to have pieces. Like I feel a lot more whole, but I wouldn't say like no one's ever actually fully healed. You know, there's so much and there's so many different avenues you can go in through. Like we didn't even get into ancestrally and stuff like that. But <laughs> I'm like, but um, yeah, I genuinely feel like like who I am today is so different to who I was like two years ago. Like, I mean, like, and I mean, I know, I feel like people say that a lot and I'd hear it and I'd be like, okay, whatever. But then like suddenly being in this place, I'm like, whoa, it's true. Like sometimes I, yeah, just so much has changed. But where I am is like, now it's in that bit of like coming back into balance with that head and heart again, you know, like mm. that's where I think I am. So even when you say it, you gave me a lot of, wonderful supportive words about where I'm at but um a big part of this journey for me has been now getting comfortable vocalizing who I am and vocalizing who I've become as I've become myself you know because and like like I was saying with all the conditioning and stuff like that like um it's been really easy to always be a person that's just been agreeable not that I won't tell the truth like I tell the truth but I can be very diplomatic and very like still agreeable like you know if someone says something I'm not happy about I it's very easy for me to choose when and where to respond or like you know stuff like that so I'm not saying that I've become like this like a fighter or like <laughs> I just realized I gave up a lot of fierce energy that's not what I mean but what I mean is um yeah I think when I stepped into this world and into this work I also felt a lot of fear especially over the last two years like um yeah, I feel like, Kyle, we've got so many episodes to talk about now and I'm actually having fun. But, yeah, yeah, I know, um, yeah, I was just stepping in. I was like, oh, wow, there's so many like layer upon layer. But th this was oh, something. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you go. No, I was just going to finish off what you, the question that yeah. you said, which was basically <laughs> that, um, yeah, that with this journey and with where I find myself, um, part of it was like really difficult now stepping into this role after, like after the last two years because it was kind of scary kind of being an alternative person and stuff too so I am in the space of like actually like um getting comfortable and coming out as being me like actually stepping into this space of like being a shaman being like a Wumhara therapist like going into this women's work men's work being a healer like just holding space for people and um helping bring about that change for people like I'm accepting that acknowledging that and then coming into balancing my head and my heart with it you know like mm. and um yeah I think even like going into business for yourself like you know like creating like this soul business or whatever like I really don't like these trendy words like that's not what I mean but like putting your heart on your sleeve and like starting to like make your business you that is where I'm finding myself. So that's the part that I'm navigating. But like, like you said, it feels completely right. Um, I know I need to be here, but it's just, that's another whole new part to wholeness, you know, like coming into being completely confident um, with myself as I step into this part. So yeah. Mm. And those, it's those... onwards. That's where I'm going. I'm onwards now. I'm at the <laughs> onwards bit. I think the inwards is hopefully nearing its end, and I'm now onto it's the onwards. onto All the right. onwards right. <laughs> section of my journey before I go back in again. You, you, you look. You, you, I, I wanted to finish this off with uh, one thing that you actually shared with me um, that actually always 
help me understand when we're doing this journey and this work and all that stuff on ourselves. And it was, um, you kind of talked about the intersection of self-love, right? Um, and you said the intersection of self-love, um, or so, sorry, self-love is at the intersection of I am enough and I can do better, right? And it was something that I used to, I found beautiful. And whenever you share this, it's like, I'm enough in the sense of everything you've done, all this inward work you've done and all that stuff, even prior to this, you are always enough. Never come from it from that place of you're not enough. And that I can do better is that stretch that allows you to keep moving onwards. You know, yeah, And it's the, also the past of like, I release what doesn't serve me. Because yeah. that's also it. It's like, yeah. you know. It's- Maybe put, put that all together. Yeah, I did actually. I think, well, I mean, you know, he only remembers parts. It doesn't sound like we actually listen to every single word the elevation says because as you can tell, we both like to talk a lot. But also that was something that I got from my teacher. I'm not going to act like I coined that part myself. I did add the past part. That's definitely the part that feels um, that brought it all together for me because like there's the past, the present and the future. And at any point for us to be whole, you need to like let go of the past, like release what doesn't serve you anymore. You need to know that you are enough because like with everything you're doing like you are enough and you're exactly where you need to be and then there's a bit about i can do better but that's the future and that's just being open to new possibilities and open to you know what you want to create in the world Mm. like so yeah and at the middle of that that's the wholeness and that's the presence outside observer that's like where you're like yeah this is me this is where i am right now and i'm I need to be a mixture of all three of those because if you're not doing any of those three pieces that's when you get stuck What a beautiful way to end the podcast. So first ever podcast, we will be closing off. Thank you for staying with us. Yes. Thank you. And if you liked it, please let us know because like I didn't think I was going to have this much fun, but we had, like me and I had so much fun. I hope (laughs) you had fun. So let us know if you want to hear more. (laughs) Till next time. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you could subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you know someone who needs to hear this on their own journey, share it with them. Thanks so much for listening. And remember to go inwards and onwards, my friend.